0: Hello, and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA, Frank Poston here along with Schwan Humes. So before we get to our usual stuff, i uh, got some uh, medical news on myself, health news. Uh, as, uh, <clears throat> as a lot of uh, folks are aware, I've been a paraplegic since 2005. I go around in a power chair. Uh, so last week, uh, I was transferring to my power chair when a part in the chair broke and the left arm where I was balancing went down and I went down with it. So I'm not going to get into details, but the end result is I'm currently in the hospital in uh, at St. Joseph's and, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Uh, there's some no Doing going to do some testing and stuff like that, uh, especially as it regards my spinal cord injury. Uh, so hopefully things go up, but we still are doing the podcast, right, Chawain?
1: All right, so let's get on with... Sorry? They we're here to talk women's mixed martial arts. That's right.
0: So let's start with last Friday's Bellator show where Chris Cyborg beat Sinead Kavanaugh in, what was it, 60 seconds? Uh Mm-hmm. So what happened, Sean? So what happened, Sean? I basically said when you were talking about this fight,
1: Byborg smash. Well, I didn't disagree with you. My issue was that Kavanaugh had the skills to extend the fight. And what I saw in those brief few moments told me that was the case. Cyborg landed some early, but she missed. And Cyborg tried to pin her up against the cage and cage. And instead of going back to center cage and forcing Cyborg to find her, for some reason, she decided she was going to sit down on her punches and exchange with. And that was a mistake she made. She couldn't afford to make that mistake. She doesn't have the power to hurt Cyborg. She doesn't have the chin to handle exchanges with Cyborg. I thought she was going to stay on her toes and slide all over the cage. And she did not do that. She went. As she hold, said hold after on, the hold, fight. Hold, hold, hold on for just six, Okay. Yeah, what is it? They're
0: going to they call an the MRI. They're going to do a test for you. Can you hold still for 20 to 40 minutes? They're going to put yeah. you
1: on the do. You're OK. OK. All right. This is going to happen in the hospital, Shwana. Yeah. Trust me. I've, I spent a lot of time my first half of my life in the hospital, so I get it. All right. Well, whatever
0: happened there, the fight didn't last very uh, no. The other, uh, I'm not even going to comment on it because it went pretty much like I thought. The um, other women's fights that were on this show were pretty terrible for the most part.
1: They're not helping push the sport forward, I'll tell you that much.
0: Yeah. And, but the talk afterwards was that uh, Kayla Harrison was at the show, and Bellator is going to try and sign her. As I have previously said, I do not expect them to be successful.
1: My question is, what's their knowing? Does she get, get so much money from PFL? What could possibly be the angle they sell her on?
0: I don't know, Sean. I just don't think she's going to go anywhere because of the money.
1: That's, that's, uh, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. They have money. So, what exactly would be their selling point? What are we going to sell you on? Oh, one big fight with Cyborg? I'm not giving up two or three million a year for that. Well, this is the whole
0: problem. The problem is they they, she negotiated with them before becoming a free agent, and she decided she wanted to try her luck. And and I've said this all along about her. She's overvaluing herself. Yes. And I just think she'll end up going back there.
1: Yeah, I I think she's basically like somebody who worked at one company, and this company pays you an exorbitant amount of money, to do a job that's not hard, and maybe you you're not challenged, maybe you're not happy, but th- there's nowhere else you can go where you'll make similar money. Even if you're facing bigger challenges, you're going to make less money, and that just doesn't make sense in a career that's so short term as mixed martial arts. How you, nobody can afford to pass up the kind of payday she gets just to challenge the best. It's it's oh it's really not worth it.
0: Yeah. Well. Anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Now on Saturday we had. Um... Uh, Felicia Spencer beat Leah Letson. uh, Third round, TKO, right? Yes. And that pretty much went like I expected. We hadn't seen Leah Letson since 2018. She had a lot of injuries from Milwaukee. She was a tough 28. I think she was any good then. And she's still not any good. And this is the state of the featherweight division.
1: Yeah, it's... The, the gap between Cyborg and Nunez and everybody else is so dramatic. Like, Spencer, if you take Cyborg and Nunez out, Spencer is actually considered a very good fighter. And the fact that some people thought Letson was going to be able to give her some trouble is beyond ridiculous because even in losing to Cyborg and Nunez, she was able to go around and have a few brief moments of, of success. Um, they, I think this was just a fight to see if they could see what Spencer had left and if Spencer had anything left, it was a fight impressive so they're probably gonna they're probably gonna figure out some other fight because they're, they're trying to fill up the division a little bit to give um Nunes a chance of defending the title more but like you said there's only it's so thin there's nothing you can really do with it unless you move bantam weights up and i think they're going to try and get some more bantam weights to move up just to try the waters up there yeah don't like it no the, the fight didn't do anything to help the division or really help the sport as a whole either okay what's the what was the second fight you want Fight we had was Andrea Lee versus. That's right, Andrea.
0: Andrea Lee beat Cynthia Calvio, and what it is is that the corner threw in the towel after the second round. From what I understand, Cynthia suffered a broken orbital bone.
1: Yeah, I like I, I I tend to believe she just she had a lot of wear and tear. I tend to believe she took a lot of punishment in that Jessica Andrade fight, and I think I think that is really what kind of did the damage more than Andrea Lee. I'm not saying Andrea Lee's not a fighter and she's not a professional. She can't do damage, but historically, she's never done this kind of damage to anybody in her life. No,
0: Schwann. you know what? I think she's improved since she moved to Dallas and started working at Fortis. I, I,
1: I think she's improved, too. But even her improvements, I it's very hard to improve with that. I mean, you have to get hit with quite the shot to break someone's orbital bone. And I'm not saying I'm, maybe she's but I, I still think that fight against Andrade re- really, she never, re- she hadn't recovered from it, and I think Lee took advantage of it. So Covey, mentally, she didn't seem sharp. Um, she didn't seem to have any sort of real physicality. I don't know. She didn't get injured before that, and she just tried to tough it out. But she didn't seem to be able to her will physically or with any sort of pace. I've I've never really seen her look that off, out of sync, and that off kilter before. That's just me, though. No, she she's.
0: She better uh, get her act together, she's gonna be out of the UFC pretty
1: soon. Yeah, Andrew Andrew Lee, this is a big win for her. I know Calvio hasn't performed great, but Calvio is still a name, Calvio still has some cachet. And to actually, you know, get a stoppage, whether it's ref the corner turn throwing the towel in or not, Andrew Lee doesn't have very many legit stoppages on her resume. So it's a big win for her and it Man. sets the table. She went she wins one more fight and she could be in that Valentina Sweet, sweet stakes. As I said, she already be Valentina's Sister, she wins one more fight. Now we might have uh, a setup to get her in with, with Shevchenko. We have to see her get the better fighter. I mean, true, but I mean, then again, a lot of the better fighters in division. I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, who, who's who's really the better fighters? We saw Laura Murphy get one win to get to a title fight, one legitimate win. She got four wins, but only one of them was worth it down.
0: All right, the third fight was Courtney Casey beat Liana Jojua. By uh, what was the finish on that?
1: Um, I I don't recall. I wonder was it a heck? Did she kick her in the head? I can't remember. No, I
0: think it was a unanimous decision. But anyway, the point the
1: point is is that
0: the end result is that Liana Juju has been released from this.
1: Yeah, missing weight didn't help her cause, and she's just I think they she's tapped out as far as what as far as her, she hasn't looked any better. She doesn't have a real selling point where you can build a fan base clearly tapped out as far as how good a fighter she is. It's the book is out on her. She's not very good. She doesn't have a selling point. There's no need to keep her around. And once again, if the UFC needs her and they call her last second, you know she'll jump at it. So that's the benefit of the UFC has we can say we want. Because if we call them two days before a fight, they will show up to fight. Okay, now we got this Saturday show. And of course the big main
0: event is um, Misha Tate versus um Ketlin Vieira, and uh, you know this is a big fight, Juan, and I don't think it's an easy fight for for Misha. But Ketlin makes
1: mistakes. Yeah, Ketlin has all the physical tools, durability, power, strength, agility, coordination to be a champion. But she, she, she's a bit of one. She's a bit of a front runner, and two, she just makes egregious mistakes in fights. She makes she takes the road of most resistance and, and often puts herself in bad positions as a result. The Irina Aldana fight was an example. The Yana Kuniskaya fight was inexcusable, how she allowed her to take over and even stay in the fight when she was clearly outmatched. When Ketlin Vieira Vera outmatched her on the feet and physically, she allowed that fight to be competitive by just engaging in an extended ground fight with one of the physically weakest fighters in the division. So... Misha Tate's a person who makes adjustments and capitalizes the mistakes. And Ketlyn Vera is somebody who routinely makes a whole lot of mistakes.
0: I think it's kind of a pick 'em because Ketlyn could knock her out or submit her. But Misha, if she can get through the first round, I think she can win the fight.
1: Yeah, that's the biggest thing I, I would say. I would agree with you in that Caitlin Vera has the ability to just physically overwhelm her and dictate where the fight goes and beats her up. But and if Misha Tate's mental focus in there, like where she's willing to take a certain in her first fight, she didn't have to take much. In this fight, she's probably gonna have to take a little bit. If she doesn't have the mental acuity and toughness to work her way through a couple rough spots, she's gonna lose. But if she if she if the fight, like you said, she gets fight gets through the first round. Caitlin Vera isn't a technically deep fighter. She runs out of ideas really quickly. She just keeps doing the same thing. So once you make the initial read on her, you pretty much have what she's gonna do for the rest of the fight. So Tate can stay in it mentally. She should walk her down. Um, it, it would probably be a decision, but I wouldn't be stop her late if she gets to that first round pretty, pretty, pretty well.
0: Okay, there's a couple more fights on this show. What's the second one?
1: Uh, we have Joanne Joanna Wood, not Calderwood anymore, versus Talia Santos. Yeah, I don't see Joanne
0: Joanne. For the fans who don't know, Joanne Calderwood. Just married her coach, John Wood, so she's now called Joanne Wood. Uh, I think people are sleeping on Taylor Santos.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So
0: I see. I, I Joanne is saying in interviews that she wants to get revenge for her teammate versus Roxanne Modafferi. But I don't think. I think you don't want to sleep on Taylor. I think he's a better type fighter than people think.
1: Yeah. Uh... She is, but she's not super experienced. I mean, she is. She's been in a lot of fights, but she hasn't really faced a lot of opponents who are capable of really matching her physically or making her work physically. She usually just has to fight her way. And the fight against Roxy, where she was where she w- was having her way early and kind of passed a little bit and kind of slowed a little bit, Roxy didn't take over the fight, but she started fighting her way back in there. So in Joanna's eyes, she's got to figure, I'm pretty durable. I hit harder. I'm physically... Sh- and I've got a better striking, I should be able to, even if I start slow, I should be able to work my way back into the fight. And if I get her into some of the spots that Roxy got her into, I'm just going to beat the hell out of her. The problem is Santos is a better athlete. Joanna does start terribly slow and if Santos jumps on earlier, she could really hurt her early before she even has a chance to get going. So Joanna's really got to make sure she maintains that distance, gets that jab, working that front kick working and doesn't bad spot early. We've seen her give up fights early because she got caught sleeping, sleepwalking. Yeah,
0: this is my, this is the the reason I think uh, Taylor's going to win. Joanne, we've seen this before. She's a fan favorite. She goes into these fights and then she does something stupid.
1: And she often does something stupid against people who jump right on her. So if Santos jumps right on her, then nine times out of ten, that really puts her on the back foot. She gets on the back foot, defends. She's 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 a little weak, and then she's got to rely on her toughness and her physical strength to get her through. Against certain kinds of fighters, Courtney Casey, others, she was able to navigate that. Against others, it was just a submission loss. It was a knockout loss, whatever it was. So it's really going to be a matter of how fast she starts. If she can start with some consistency and get that jab going and her defense fairly competent early, she's going to be okay. But if she comes out with that normal lazy jab, lazy front kick, high guard walking in, she's going to get caught, and she's going to get put in a very bad spot. I would probably favor Calderwood off her experience and her ability to win over the distance, but uh, you you have to make a fifty-fifty because Santos is much more athletic and she seems very aggressive from the word go. If if she doesn't finish her early though, uh, Joanne's gonna gonna walk her walk her down I, pretty badly.
0: I also expect Joanne will be the betting favor, so Taylor might be a pretty good bet.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. She's the one you want to make money. That's the one you go for, and it and it makes sense to pick her if you look at Joanne. History, it makes sense to pick Big Talia. I can't, I shouldn't say this because I don't want John Wood to complain about me again. But historically, she's a slow starter who gets caught and often finished early as a result. Okay, what's the next one? Uh, the next one we have, give me one second. Let me move back my page. The next one we have here is going to be why am I reading so slow today? Is it Lua? Yeah, there we go. Luma Look Bunny versus Lupita Godinez. Oh, uh, there we are.
0: Okay, so it's at um, Strawway Lomo Lubunmi versus Lopita Godinez, who again is coming in on short notice. Uh, I can't remember who the opponent was supposed to be, but
1: I don't like that. All right. Well, I don't don't like that. We see this with some of the male fighters and they'll go on these win streaks and it builds a fan base. But what it does long-term is it actually hurts your progression as a fighter because you're just jumping in and out of fights. You're not actually refining and diversifying your skill set. So win or lose, you make some money short-term, but you're not actually getting better. And at some point, your lack of development costs you. It's happened to every fighter who's gone on these, I fight, I fight, I fight. At some point, it catches up to them and they start losing multiple fights in a row. They take a break and they come back better. is in my opinion, wasn't great to, to begin with, and this isn't helping her get any better because she's not addressing holes. She's just jumping into another fight. And excuse me, Loma is a physically – she's not a great grappler, but she's physically strong. I think she's a better athlete. I know she hits harder and takes a better shot. And Lupi might want to wrestle her, but Loopy's take anybody down easily, like physically manhandle somebody or explode and take them down. She's not the kind of athlete. So she's going to have to work for the takedown and the areas that Loma can punish her in. Also, un-
0: also, unlike in some of her other fights, Lupe doesn't have a big size advantage over Loma.
1: It, that's another thing. She relies heavily on her ability to drag you down and wear you down. She's not going to be able to rely on that against against Loma. She, there's no way. And physically, even though she's strong, bigger, I don't know that she's stronger than Loma in clinches or tie-ups either. So this it, it's going to be a good fight because it's going to be two-way traffic. But if I to depend on one person who, who can handle the fire or walk through the fire a little bit better – I'm gonna have to go with Um Luke Boney. Yeah, she grew up in movie time, man. Yeah, she, she. I mean, I know we don't think often Angela Hill kept but one thing Angela Hill is very physical and very durable, and Angela Hill was having a hard time moving her around. Okay, and that's saying something because Hill is very strong. So the the there's
0: one more fight. It's Luana Carolina. Who's the, who's the opponent here?
1: Uh, yes, it's Luana Pinavero versus Sam Hughes. Okay, so
0: it was supposed to be Jessica Pennant. And Jessica, uh, I guess, got COVID or something like that. So you've got Luana Carolina, Sam Hughes. Is terrible. So I don't expect much for this fight. I expect Luana to win.
1: Yeah, Sam Hughes is another fighter who's gotten by on the regional circuit. And her success, She's not. she, she thinks her physicality, her volume is great. And it, at the UFC level, it's average. She doesn't have any depth or real conception the cage so she runs out of ideas and she tries to bully people and it just it hasn't worked um this should be an easy fight for luana i mean outside of initially in the when when sam charges her and they get in these exchanges but ultimately she should be the better athlete the bigger hitter and the better grappler i think so if she doesn't totally have a brain fart and get overwhelmed with Hughes' aggression i think she should win this fight pretty handily that's right
0: um I, I don't see any Sam Hughes wins this fight. No way.
1: Yeah, remember when she first fought? I made I made some mention of some things that Sam Hughes needs to improve on to move further. And I don't think she's had the time, nor have I think she has the corner or camp capable of developing those skills in her, those filling those holes in her game. So she's another person who's just taking fights instead of getting better and then taking fights. Yeah it's it's okay. and before i go on, it's a common problem i have with women's mixed martial arts they're not being developed they're taking the short money because so these camps can say i have five women in the ufc but they all went oh and three that doesn't mean anything it only means something if they win and get better and they just want to have female and they're not preparing them to perform at that level and that's why these so many of these women burn out they go in there lose three in a row and get cut for what reason why because they weren't developed appropriately now, as we mentioned earlier, Liana Jojo was released this
0: week. Also released this week is um, Lavinia Souza. Yeah, after she lost to um, Random Marcos, and I would expect Lavinia to go to Invicta.
1: Yeah, she. I hate to say this about her because she she seems tough, she seems willing, but ultimately, based on her, it's like another any other sport. To a certain degree, your talent dictates where you go, and she seems to be and eternally be a. Um, invicta level fighter she's unless she has a size advantage she doesn't hit hard enough to scare anybody off she's not a great grappler she's not a great striker it's basically just aggression and toughness and that doesn't cut it when you face better athletes who actually have a skill set to rely on she's been exposed against anybody she can't bully and she will but at the invicta level she can bully a lot of people
0: all right now i do want to mention that yes i know i Welcome to the big topic in women's MMA, Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes.
1: Not too bad, yourself? Well, I'm
0: I'm still in hospital here, I'm going to a rehab facility, I have a uh, torn bicep, and so tomorrow I'm going to be there for a few weeks. And we'll still continue doing this, we didn't do a podcast, there was no show on the weekend, but uh, we're going to get started here from uh, two weeks ago. Uh, The main event from a couple of weeks ago was Ketlin Vieira beat uh, Misha Tate by unanimous decision. Now, Schwan, I learned a couple of things from this fight, and one thing I learned is that uh, I don't think uh, Misha is who she used to be. So that's number one. Number two, Ketlin Vieira has to really find a killer instinct somewhere or she's not getting to the title. Okay. It's as simple as that. Uh, I was very disappointed that she didn't go for a finish. Uh, You know, Verna Janderobo recently did an interview where she talked about this a little bit. She said that her number one flaw as a fighter is she's too nice. And I think that's true of Ketlin as well. And you could tell by the way uh, uh, her coach Dudu was talking to her between rounds that he's not happy with her either. And uh, Thomas, during the fight, mentioned that he thought that uh, Ketlin was giving respect. So I'm not happy that she didn't finish the fight she won.
1: Yeah, um, I pretty much assumed that when I was watching the fight that you would not not be pleased with her lack of killer instinct. Um, On the first point about Misha Tate, She is not the person she used to be because at no point in that fight did she make an adjustment. She seemed clear in her mind she was going to step to Ketlin Vera, which I understand. Ketlin's big. You don't want her getting momentum or forward progress. But she was going to step to Ketlin, back her up with strikes. And I think she felt she'd be able to take her down at will or wear her down and take her down at will at, at some point in the fight. She never made any sort of adjustment once Ketlin started because Ketlin was always trying to counterpunch. She wasn't. She made no adjustment to Ketlin counterpunching. She wasn't feigning with her jab. She wasn't going high, low. She wasn't mixing up combinations. She wasn't stepping back and make, making Ketlin come to her so that she could hit a reactive takedown. She just kept going forward. She fought kind of like a T.J. Dillashaw. I'm just going to throw volume, volume, volume. I'm just going to pressure, pressure, pressure. And eventually I'm going to get my hands on her and be able to drag her down or wear her down and break her down. And Ketlin is too good an athlete and too big and strong for that to possibly work. I've never really seen Ketlin Vera get bullied, and that's but facing Sarah McMahon, Irene Aldana, and other fights. She's never really been bullied. Now, she's fought dumb and been controlled, but she's never just been back. She's not that kind of fighter, not right out the gate. So, um, she never made any adjustment, and she allowed Ketlin to just stay at the same game plan. Ketlin just let her come in and started counterpunching her. And Ketlin showed that she hits hard. She showed that She's in good shape. She's shown some improvement in her skills because before she didn't have a real counter game. Her, her boxing and striking started showing improvement in the Sajar Eubank fight and has consistently gotten better. But I think Misha saw her get caught against Irina Adana and felt that I could drag her into exchanges and win. But that was Adana's a better striker, but got better hands. Um, but ultimately, Ketlin was the same fighter she's always been. She's a front runner. And, She's not necessarily a front runner with a killer instinct. She just likes to stay in control. She likes control. If you risk finishing someone, there's a chance you could get caught. And that's what I think some of these fighters get caught up into. It's like when you're fighting someone. The most dangerous time for you to get hit is when you're throwing a punch. That's when you're the most vulnerable. Even if you're throwing a sharp shot, somebody reads you right, they can make you pay. Ketlin did not want to take any chances. She didn't want to gas. She did give Misha a reactive takedown. She didn't want to do anything that would put her in a position where she was in last fight when she fought uh, Kuniskaya or giving Misha a chance to get momentum. So she just kept letting Misha dictate the terms of the fight and just punished her for it. Um, A great fighter probably ramps it up or looks for a close, but I never thought Kalevara was a great fighter. Uh, She's improved. She's still big. She's strong. But if this is what she has to offer someone like Amanda Nunes... It ain't gonna get the job done. Hella, Van- Valentina Shevchenko moved it to 35. I think she still beat the hell out of Katlin Vera right now. She's not good enough on the feet to get away with doing that against somebody with real craft and real layers. So, what does Dudu do with her now? I mean, he can get it. I mean, it's he can. You can complain as much as you want with her, but the fact of the matter is, she has put. She has got a. She got the biggest win of her career, and she's on the short list for potential title fights um at Bantamweight. I mean there's not many fighters who are better athletes than her. There's not really a lot of fighters who are much better strikers than her. There's not many fighters who are better wrestlers or grapplers than her. I mean she comes into every fight with a huge physical advantage. She has to essentially fight dumb and give whip fights away for her to lose them. So on this it won't she won't pay a price for it until she faces the top the top end people in division. That's when she'll pay for that. But until then she can just cruise and keep beating up girls doing what she's doing. I don't think she gets past Holly Holm like this. She does not get past Amanda Nunes like this. But, I mean, those are those are the only two, really, who are far ahead of her.
0: So, so, so Schwan, it's kind of like Verna said. This is kind of a flaw of uh, these Brazilian fighters who uh, you know, trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu when they were younger. It just seems that they're, you know, it's it's more of a polite sport than MMA, right?
1: I've heard from people who've done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu over there and people who've um, done wrestling or more something like Sambo or Judo. They said a lot of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes, even the ones with the really great grapplers, are very, they're intense, but they're kind of laid back. They're not very structured. They're not very go for the kill. It's a lot of feel and reaction. And that's fine in that context, but it's hard to flip that switch when you get into mixed martial arts because you're used to just flowing and finding your groove. And every sport says you find your flow. But they are every other sport, you never in wrestling assert yourself. Boxing, take control of the fight. Every sport, but in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I don't rarely I rarely hear I rarely hear practitioners talk like that, and I rarely hear fans of the sport talk like that. You don't hear about them saying impose their will. You know, it's always because of, that's not you know, because that's not how it works. Yeah, well, one, fine in that context, but once you get to a sport where people are imposing their will, when you show weakness, people are going to take advantage of that it's hard to flip that switch and luckily for Ketlin, she's a good enough athlete where she doesn't really have to have a killer instinct. She's going to win 80% of her fights just off of talent but when she faces someone she can't, then she allows things to get out of hand like Kuniskaya had her Kuniskaya was just wearing her controlling her and at no point did Ketlin really make an effort to impose her will on her and get into a better position. Against um, Sajara Eubanks, she could have overwhelmed Eubanks. She's big and strong enough and powerful enough but she did enough to just show her striking and to have it keep have it Even against Irene Aldana. she didn't really take chances. She just fought dumb. You know, she could have imposed her will and got a takedown and just rode her out. But instead, she wanted to showcase her striking. It, it's just, it's something that makes, this going to cost her at the highest levels. But in Bantamweight, it's so uneven in the division that there's like maybe two or three fighters who could really punish her. And meanwhile, Aspen Ladd wants to fight this. For- well, Misha said some pretty, I mean, whether Misha's right or not, I don't know. But Misha basically insinuated that Aspen Lad's in an abusive relationship. And which no offense. No offense. But that, I mean, I have, to be honest, if I was Aspen Lad, next time I saw Misha Tay, we'd have to fight. Like, like I mean, she's basically saying you're weak and you're a victim in an abusive relationship, which probably is very insulting to her boyfriend but he can't say anything because he's a man he can't say anything the only person who can speak up on his behalf is Aspen Ladd and if I was Aspen I'm not even waiting for a fight when I see Misha Tate she getting smacked in her fucking mouth for talking shit that's what a guy would do if somebody was making some insinuation about his wife or his girlfriend that'd be it's the same logic he they're just gonna say he's a misogynist he's bullying you that's Aspen Ladd's issue to handle. I don't think she should want to fight her in the cage. I think next time she sees Misha Tate, she just slap her and outside her head. Professional, unprofessional. If it's not true, that's a pretty terrible accusation to lob at somebody. And I can't believe Misha would be just so frivolous and saying something like that. Like that's nuts to say.
0: All right. Let's get out of. Let's get away from that. The uh, next fight we're talking about. Taylor Santos finished. Uh, Joanne uh, Wood, formerly Calderwood, uh, with a first round yeah. uh, finish It was a rear naked choke. I wasn't particularly surprised by that. Uh, the reason it's a big win for, for Taylor, of course, is that um, you know Joanne is a named fighter, okay, even though she's not a great fighter. Yeah so it
1: it moves Taylor up, moves Taylor up the uh, ladder in uh, the flightweight division. You know something, I, you know, there's two things I want to, well, actually three things. One, I used to write a lot of articles about Joanna Collarwood. Um, her coach got mad, her husband got mad at me because he felt I was highlighting negatives. And the first thing I would say is she's a slow starter and it's cost her consistently. Ever since I wrote that article, everybody who started fast with her has beaten her. I don't know what his problem is. It's like he can't address it. Second of all, I always thought that Paige Van Zandt, as flawed as she was, very high pace and Jojo Calderwood was a fighter who took time to adjust. I was a page who just beat the hell out of her in the first round and probably finish her before Jojo could ever get going around. And third, doesn't JoJo get sick of being everybody's biggest win? She's Jennifer Maya's biggest win. She's Lauren Murphy's mm. biggest win. She's Talia Santos. She's always someone's biggest win. It's like it's like four or five fighters have made their career off of beating Jojo Calderwood. Excuse me, JoJo Wood In the first round some fighters just made a reputation just beating her from pillar to post and losing but putting up a good fight in the first round everybody makes their career off her not because she's a bad fighter not because she's not durable not because she can't grapple she doesn't ever come out focused and the the reason it costs her and it doesn't cost other fighters is because jojo is a hard-hitting strong durable fighter but she's also a very slow defensively limited fighter when you're slow, you can't come out unfocused. You don't have the athleticism to make up when you make a mistake. A fast fighter, you might throw a shot and they'll their reaction will catch it and they can adjust late. A slow fighter just gets caught clean. And every time she faces an athletic fighter who comes right at her, she gets punched in her mouth, she gets rocked, she gets beat up. And I think most times she gets submitted, if I'm if I'm if I'm correct. So the thing with Santos was you just had to get through the first round. Then you put your physical strength on her. You start chopping her legs. You knee her thighs. You get to her body. You can wear it out. Roxy Modifari showed that if you can tie her up and extend her, she will get tired and you can take over. And Joanne's a good enough finisher. She could have stopped her. But that required – I said that on the show. She has to get through the first round and a half without getting dropped. Yeah,
0: that but didn't she happen- didn't.
1: She hasn't fixed it in seven years. So I,
0: I guess we'll find out how good this uh, Taylor is. is huh? uh,
1: I think you see the talent, you see the athleticism, you see the skills, but she's basically had all the fights her way. I could see how she could be dangerous for somebody like a Valentina. I think Fiora fights it that way, class two. Um, but I know that when she has when she's been extended, she's gotten tired, she's looked human, and against a better fighter, she's not just walking through them. They're going to make her work, and I want to see what she does when she has to work against someone who can really punish her. Because Roxy Matafari isn't a good enough athlete, big enough hitter to punish you. But Valentina Shevchenko isn't. And there's a couple other fighters in the division. Jessica Andrade is a punishing fighter that if you can't get her the hell out in the first round, she's, she's going to beat you with an inch of your life.
0: All right. So, it's, pretty, yeah, it's pretty obvious that, that uh, JoJo is uh,
1: kind of going down now. So question is, Season does she retire? Five. She's an underperformer, but the thing is, she's still popular enough, and she wins enough where she stays in that top five to seven because she just wins just enough. But she's clearly she she clearly is not winning a title. She can't go to bantamweight. She's not big enough. She can't drop back down. But I don't I don't think you can even consider her a title contender now at this point.
0: Okay, what was the third fight again? Because I forgot. Loma Lukboni versus. Oh yeah 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 Loopy. Lupi yes. Godinez versus Loma Lukboni. Lupi was a, a, la, a late replacement. Sean, what the hell was with Loma in this fight?
1: Um, I don't know. if She just didn't adjust to the late replacement, or maybe she just hasn't really addressed her. Her I can't even say she hasn't addressed her wrestling because she, she wasn't expecting that kind of matchup. Um, I think she would just she just I think she respected the wrestling a little bit more and allowed Lupi to get momentum on the feet because most strikers are they're afraid of getting taken down or tied up but when somebody's that that bold and striking you have she she has such an advantage i feel like she could have made punished her early and taken over the fight but she was very gun shy about getting in clinches and getting taken down and so she gave loopy room to operate on the feet and there should be no world where loopy can last i don't care if it's MMA there should be no world where you can go 2 minutes on the feet and Godinus is not getting torched by that caliber of striker,
0: I guess. I mean, she
1: just looked like she didn't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, mentally she checked it. Mentally she looked like she checked out, and that's what I was saying. It's like, given her skill set, even in brief exchanges, she should have been able to do- dictate the fight. But it's like she was a second slow pulling the trigger. She didn't really seem like she wanted to engage. She didn't really seem like she wanted to push, and. um Benefited Loopy more than anything she did skill wise because skill wise, I still think Loopy's uh, average fighter at best. In athleticism, she's below average fighter. And it's it's a good win for her. It gets her in the UFC's good graces, like that matters. But it doesn't help her long term. It, it, it actually does matter. Yeah, matters till it doesn't. I, I've seen too uh, many people. I've seen people in their good graces make one mistake, and all of a sudden now they can't get a fight. They they get this fight they won't get a title fight so that would mean anything to me
0: okay let's let's go on to the fourth fight luana carolina beat uh, sam hughes by a uh, unanimous decision the main thing i kind of learned from this because sam hughes is terrible the main thing i learned from this is that luana had better start working on her endurance because she's not always going to be able to finish fights in the first round and and, and or she win by disqualification or something like that because she did not look good in the third round.
1: Yeah, um, you saw the defensive holes. You saw her offense get real sloppy. And even though she had an athletic advantage, it, it almost didn't exist that, in that uh, third round. Um, I don't know if she needs to be – obviously her cardio needs to get better. I think another thing that needs to get better, is she needs to be more efficient and deliberate in what she's doing so that when somebody – when she gets someone hurt, and they don't just roll over, or they're tougher than that, you can switch directions or make an adjustment. She made no adjustment. She's just used to bullying and blowing people over, so she gets to certain spots, and she just expects people to quit, and when they don't, instead of doing a slight adjustment, she just does what she always does, but does it with more intensity, and that works against a certain caliber of opponent. I mean, it works against Sam Hughes, but it's not going to work against better level opposition, and once again, if she gets tired against better opposition, she is going finish because she's not a good enough defensive fighter to navigate a drop-off in volume or having her defense be put under duress. She's she's a very one-note fighter.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Okay, so let's go on to this Saturday. There's one uh, women's match on the show. It is um, uh, uh, Cheyenne what is it? Cheyenne buys Or whatever is, she's a- calling herself.
1: A- no, no, she's she's going by her maiden name now,
0: Vlismas. So she must have uh, left her husband, huh? And uh, uh, Mallory Martin and Schwan, they are both lower mid-card fighters. I don't know if either of them is any good. Like they were both in the uh, Contender series. They both for uh, you know like one and one or something like that in the UFC. So I'm not particularly impressed with either of them.
1: Uh, what do you think? Is there anything there? I mean, both, got, both of them have potential to, to, to be better than they've shown, but neither one of them has done anything where you'd have, you could build any faith. That loss to Montserrat for uh, Cheyenne, it just it made it look so bad because she, she never could make any sort of adjustment to the most basic takedown ever. She couldn't defend on her feet. She couldn't defend on the ground. She couldn't create scrambles a girl who was not a UFC level athlete or UFC wrestler, level wrestler or grappler just dictated terms to her and bullied her and had her way with her. Um, in the case of Mallory Martin, she's performed better, but that fight against Hannah Cipher just is a big concern to me. Hannah has really hadn't done much in the UFC, but one of the most impressive things she did was om- almost finished, finish Mallory Martin in a fight. And, um, yeah. and on the regional level, Ciphers is a devastating puncher, but in UFC, she hasn't been. But against Martin, Martin was really uh, Martin was really close to being finished, and she was able to navigate her way through, take her down, and take over the fight. I don't know what to make of either of these girls. They're both fairly attractive. They both have a certain f- a physical appeal that's going to help them. But I don't know how good either one of them is because neither one of them has looked particularly dominant in any fight they've been in. Um, yeah, shot-
0: it's, it, it's one of those fights that I go look at it and I go,
1: yeah, yeah, change the direction of the of the uh division and the, the crazy thing is i think a lot of people were very high on cheyenne very people were very high on mallory coming in and after seeing them fight two or three times i think a lot of the luster they had has been um has been lost and a lot and and people don't consider them potential title challengers they just consider them good fighters who will be competing and staying around the you know, 7 to seven to 15 mark as far as the fighters go. I mean, I don't think anybody really has any faith that they're going to be anything special. And uh, I I, I can't get a pick because Baez could just hit Mallory Martin and wipe her out. She's a hard hitter and she's a good finisher. And Mallory Martin gets pretty sloppy on the feet. But then again, Mallory Martin could fight a disciplined fight, get in a light exchange, take her down, and just work her over because Baez has not shown any defensive or, or counter-wrestling or grappling. So I have no idea how this fight goes because I have no idea what mindset they're in. Yeah, I don't think
0: either of them is all that good. Anyway, we got one more thing we got to talk about, and that's that uh, today, uh, early this afternoon, uh, Felicia Spencer announced her retirement. Okay, and the one thing I wanted to point out about this is that um, she's in a relationship with uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Justin Wilson. And so I think that's probably... I think she may be looking to start a family here, Schwann. How the hell did I not know this? <laughs> but, uh, but I you know, know I mean, Schwann,
1: you should know by now. I know everything. That is true. I cannot fault you. You you, have, you always have the dirt. So, um, I, to be honest, even if she didn't have this boyfriend, I have to say, this is probably one of the better decisions I've seen from any fighter. She challenged for the title. She put on two really brave performances. She in a dominant win the division can't be long. There, she's not going to get another title fight. And anything else, she just she wouldn't even be really c- competing for a title. If she goes to PFL. They'd be serving her up for a Kayla. If she went to a Bellator, they'd be serving her up for for a Cyborg. Nobody's really going to invest and push her as a lead fighter or a potential champion. So after you've already experienced everything, you fought the two biggest punches in the history of the sport, what else is there? You put on good performances. People always remember how brave and how courageous and how hard she fought and there's, the money's not gonna get too much better for her. So she might as well go into other ventures, um, explore other avenues, and if she wants to start a family, start a family. Being an MMA fighter, it's not, it's not the, they make it seem like it's this badge of honor, and it is because you're competing, but it's not like being a doctor or fighting in a war or being a social activist. It's a sport that you do for money. It's not some high and mighty, above moral type thing. There's other things you can do that are as important or more important, and getting in a cage and fighting it doesn't make you any better of a person so, so so she's met her challenges as far as being a competitor why not coach why not do a podcast why not just move on to the next phase of your life and i hope more fighters especially um just any fighter looks at what she does and says you know what maybe i need to get an exit now while the is good before i do some undam- un- unre- unrepairable harm to myself
0: well i hope she has a very nice life I think she made a great decision because she wasn't going to go anywhere. And I hope she has a nice big family with Justin Wilson.
1: I honestly wish more girls. There's, there's a couple fighters, and I'm never going to tell them they have to retire. But there's a couple of fighters at this stage I really wish would just follow her suit and be like, you know what? I did it. I gave my best. It is what it is. I need to move on to the next phase. A lot of fighters don't know when to retire, Sean, That's the part of the problem. My, my whole thing, my concern is everybody keeps complaining about the money, but they say the reason they stay is the money. And I'm like, the money's awful. You can go make more money as a manager at a McDonald's, dude. Like, what are you doing this for? Unless you just want to compete. But just say that. Just say you want to compete. Say you can't let it go. But don't don't blame money. All right. Swan, you got anything else you want to talk about or is that it? Let me think. Um, I wrote two articles that I released recently. One, one previewing, Nunez versus Pena. And then I did another one where I broke down what makes Rose Namajunas elite, and I released those on Twitter.
0: Okay, be sure you check those out, and also uh, don't forget to uh, uh, don't forget to subscribe to uh, the podcast either at Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Uh, again, enjoy the fights this weekend. We'll talk to you later. Have a good weekend.